All right, and we are live. Worka or filmaholics? Not workaholics. Filmaholics entertainment podcast. Not the filmaholics you may be going on YouTube for. No, we're filmaholics entertainment podcast. The real deal. Yep. You are in the right place, ladies and gentlemen. You are with Boo Radley, Vu, and Sexy Kev. Welcome to episode eight of Filmaholics. Yeah. Woo! Let's go. <laughs> and today's episode, well, I mean, it's been, gosh, the last episode we had together, um, I became an engaged man. Committed uh, Kev. Committed Kev. Committed Kev. <laughs> uh, Barbenheimer was running uh, running wild all over, all over the entertainment news with just the biggest weekend in history of movies. Um, I think Brad and I have both just seen, he, you haven't seen Barbie yet, right, Brad? And we, we'll just I jump into not. it, guys. We'll have we'll do a cold open this week. Let's go. So have you guys have you guys seen it yet? I've not seen Barbie yet. Barbie's the one I haven't seen. Oh guys. I just I just, you know, it felt weird going early on when you're yeah. by yourself as a adult male and you have <laughs> these mothers taking their daughters all wearing pink. I was like, yep. you know, I'm just gonna give them their space. Yep. I was and wondering when I, when I was in LA, that was that was kind of weird seeing all these like teenage girls and they're all were like <laughs> posing like in front of like the barbie thing and i was like oh, i'm in la i'm in LA. this is i, mean, I, I hope you posed for a photo as well yeah no i did <laughs> i got it because i was also kind of that way too i was like barbie i mean i i i'd heard the good things about it not gosh dude when i sit on that movie the more and more i like it i i can't wait for you guys to see it because it's it is a very good movie I'm, i think it's gonna be fun when vu in like four months finally is <laughs> like yeah i saw it finally <laughs> he's our average joe yeah, yeah. <laughs> and something fun that i want to start off also as well is that if you guys go on the spotify you were probably wondering yourself fans of us on spotify were probably wondering why is there only one episode i need more fap where is the fap where's well, the, the fap content? is when you fap. want a fap at work <laughs> <laughs> i want to be with a fap at home i want to be with a fap um, um we have made fap a verb i like it yeah I like you it. want a fap in the car you want a fap at work you got it <laughs> we're making dinner fap 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 you want to show your grandma how you fap <laughs> <laughs> oh man well the people who are looking for it they got it we 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 were listening to the people we're not there with the shirts yet the the, the chinese company that we're working on the shirts with They've been delaying everything. Uh, it's logistics, supply chain. you know. Yeah, supply yeah. chain right now. Yeah, supply chain. <laughs> but we have finally broken through the wall, the barrier of the internet. You will now find six episodes, the last six episodes of FAP on Spotify and a bunch of other random, like, uh, uh, I think a bunch of random other, like, podcasting apps. Not on Apple because they're freaking difficult to work with if you're not uh, doing it through, like, an Apple uh, product or something, if you're not, like, recording. Um, yeah, we're there. We're now there. We are now in the ecosystem that is never going to leave, and we're forever a part of Spotify. We'll probably be at the award shows next year for, for podcasts. Probably hosting. Probably hosting. <laughs> all three of us hosting the, the podcast. That'd be, that'd be a dream. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, we're on here, and we and it, it's just cool to see now that all the people who are looking for more episodes, you got, you got now you now can go on to Spotify and watch all of our ep- or listen to all of our episodes. So, how do you guys feel about this now being a part of the 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 Spotify ecosystem? It feels right, you know. Yeah. I feel like you know Cinderella, you know, the slipper perfectly fits mm-hmm. on my foot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, to to all the listeners out there, 
tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, everybody gets yeah. to fap in their life. Yeah. I think our Insta, when we're looking at our social medias, our Instagram's up to like 25 followers. Um, we're averaging about 29 views on YouTube. The one we have, we have, we're international as well. I, forget, I think I've told you guys this on one of the episodes, but we've got people in Buenos Aires uh, listening. We got people in, uh, in Europe listening. We got people in, in Taiwan listening. We've got people all over the world listening to FAP. They're FAP. Global with product. Friends. Exactly. So, like, FAP like, has boost. no barriers. <laughs> yeah. FAP has no barriers, man. Um, gosh, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. We've got a lot of crazy shit going on. We've, we've got, so, I mean, it's difficult because, We've got, we had a great summer fest, so I think today's episode, we're going to run through our top five movies of, this, of the summer. Uh, I'm sure Vu hasn't seen two or three of them on his list, but I mean, I'm, you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just attacking you. I feel bad. Um, you know, and it's then, just the average uh, Joe. Yeah, the average Joe Vu, baby. We should change your name to Average, average Vu. <laughs> average Vu. Um, and then we also got a couple of news articles today. Um, Brad and I... Saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that new brand new movie. Uh, we're going to give you our quick re- or whatever. We'll give you guys our review on it and lay critique. Um, and then today we also just kind of discussing why so many movies, you know, flopped at the off uh, at the box office. Um, there was an article just released today actually about how $4 billion was, uh, was uh, in box office was spent this year. So that's actually right around what like 20, 2019 was. So even though we see a lot of flops going on, uh, the movie industry is pretty healthy. So... That's cool to see too as well. Um, but we got a lot to run through. So let's dive in into the podcast. Uh, let's go. Let's, actually, you know what? Let's dive into this. Have you guys been watching Ahsoka at all? Have any of you guys started that show? I think it just came out today. So planning, hopefully, this weekend. It, it came out yesterday. I watched it oh, yesterday. And it, gotcha. it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty Star Wars-y so far. I'm liking it. I've only seen half of the first episode. Um, it's got a 93% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. awesome. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. So it looks like it's I'm not saying Disney's back by any means, because when you look at their catalog lately, it's, it's not, <laughs> not the case. Um, but I thought As, it was, I, I'm excited. Have you seen all the other Star Wars shows, Kev? So we've or talked Brad? about this. Vu. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't seen like this, the cartoons rebels. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen, I haven't seen clone wars, but. I know the backstory and they do kind of a good job of trying to like sprinkle in information to help kind of understand why this is happening here. And, you know, with, with Ahsoka, yeah. I've only seen 30 minutes of it, but yeah, um, I was, I was, I was so tired last night, but it was really good. I really liked it so far. Um, Vu is somebody who is more into that star Wars kind of the lore and the background leading up to Ahsoka. I mean, what are your thoughts on there being a brand new show? And are you excited to, to jump into this, into the ship I- we call Ahsoka? I am very excited. I haven't seen every single Star Wars show, but for the live okay. action parts that I have seen, I don't think I've seen a bad show yet that Disney has put out. I, you know, honestly, when we talked about this during the Emmys episode, I didn't hate the, the I think the least liked out of all this, the, the live action shows were to you, you didn't like Andor. And to the I people, finished Andor. You I, did? Yes, and it, it's very good. The All right, go good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hell yeah. Yep. He's back. Yeah, he's back. All right, not average. Jo- yeah, this is this is expert Vu now. Yep. Um, sorry, keep going, man. So, you, and you've seen the Clone Wars and Rebels, right? Yeah, I saw like the essential episodes of the Clone Wars that they have okay. on like the Disney Plus playlist, and I actually really like the animated show. So everyone, everyone who's watches told me that. Yeah, and the, I watched the last season, and the last season that I think 
Disney did themselves because it was originally on Cartoon Network. Okay. The last season is very good. It sets up like Bad Batch and all that, and Ahsoka and Rebels and all that. So, have, have you seen big... Bad Batch? I have watched like halfway through season two, but okay. I, I do enjoy the show. So, yeah, I, I know it's all connected somehow. But I'm I, again, it just it, it visually looks pretty awesome. I'm getting a little annoyed of Disney doing. I forgot what it's called. It's like it's like a room where everything's green. You can tell it's not a set piece essentially, but it's not like CGI. It's bigger than that, I guess. I mean, it oh. is CGI, but it, it just, you can tell it's, it's in a big room and they just put in, put things there. And I don't necessarily really like that. I'm getting kind of tired. I, I kind of miss the old set pieces. Um, mm. But so far, it, it's, it's good. So I, I, think, I think I'm excited to see, hopefully, in the next few weeks, we come back on here and we're, we're only, you know, shouting from the mountaintops how good it is. Because, I mean, yeah. clearly, I'm a Star Wars fan. I got it right behind me. Boo's got a lot of information here. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this goes. So 93% is very promising. So, yeah, very cool, man. Um, what do you think, Brad? Do you have anything to add to Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, nothing to add to Star Wars. Uh, it's yeah. not. I would say I'm a very average Joe surface level guy. Star Wars, like I'll watch the movies, but yeah. yeah, TV shows, especially the live action. I don't know. Just never got into it. I watched season one Mandalorian, and then I think if I'm being completely honest, just got a little bored in season two and just yeah. kind of dropped off. Hey, but it was not- fun while I watched it. Hey, no, that's completely fine. It doesn't have to be fun either. You mm-hmm. can honestly think it's dog shit, and that's fine with me, man. <laughs> that's what this podcast is for. Yeah, <laughs> man. Don't feel pressured by by society. The Fat Nation won't I lose. Appreciate won't... you guys. Yeah, man. Yeah, Fat Nation will always be there strong with you, brother. <laughs> the entourage. Yeah, the entourage. <laughs> damn it. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, no, never forget the entourage. Um, cool, no. man. Well, then we also had Rebel Moon, uh, the new Zack Snyder. Sci-fi flick being released in two parts. I tell you again, two parts. Let me talk to you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Netflix's like big money. Like this is their one movie a year where they seem to like really put a good amount of money into. I think last year, I don't even remember. I just remember the it was like the one with like Leo DiCaprio, Jonah Hill, and the world was coming to an end. That movie was on Netflix for a while, um, where the meteor was coming. They, they always said they don't. Have, Netflix's model is let's just throw ten thousand different movies. Hopefully, one of them's good. Whereas this is one where like we're putting like four hundred million dollars for this never to be released in theaters, um, and for hopefully to be something that brings people to our platform, and that's this Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder, as known as you guys probably know as being part of you know the Justice League, the pretty much who started the DCEU, uh, the now defunct DCEU was essentially ran by him. Um, you guys saw the trailer. What do you guys think of it? I'm very intrigued. Yeah, yeah, I like the. Uh... I like where it's going. It's like a more mature Star Wars, and I think yeah, there's an the, audience. For what that. was the thing? What was the thing you sent us? What did it say? It yeah, was Brad like, was like lightsabers. <laughs> well, it was like Star Wars with sex, drugs, yeah, sex and, and drugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's what the people need. It's like Fifty Shades of Star Wars. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did did um, anybody get Dune vibes from it at all? I feel mm. like any sci-fi flick nowadays is going to give you that because Dune is such a influential sci-fi film no, the books they created pretty much i mean if you read it brad again is an expert here i'm just a joe schmo when it comes to dune but i mean would you say brad like almost anything can be comparable to dune just because of how it's, it's it was like the first like the first film. space epic yeah, yeah essentially 
I'm just, you know, I'm in a pickle because I got kicked off my parents' Netflix, so I don't know how I'm going to watch it. (laughs) Well, I think think what they're going to do is hopefully release it in theaters for like a week. So, okay, Glass Onion was that movie last year. So Glass Onion was like the big Netflix movie that they release in theaters, and then you're able to see it on the the, uh, streaming platform a week or two later or something like that or Christmas. Um, And they do, they always release it around Christmas because they want to be with like the family. I'm not going to say this one's not necessarily a family. I don't don't know about this one. I don't think I'm going to drag me on to the room to watch with me for this one. Why Uh, are the aliens having sex? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Where is Luke Skywalker? (laughs) Is Leia, is he having sex with Leia? I don't remember this movie. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's gonna be, but it looks interesting. It looks like it's a, bit, a lot of money's put into it. Zack Snyder, are you guys fans of like his movies? Like, have you guys seen like Watchmen? Um, I guess it doesn't blow me away. Justice League, I enjoy yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're enjoyable mm-hmm. flicks. It's gonna be beautiful for the eyes to see. So if you got a nice TV or if you're in a big theater, it's gonna be cool for that aspect. We'll see how the the story is. Um, this is based off essentially what he was trying to create, which was a Star Wars. He, he pitched this idea of like a rated R Star Wars film to Disney. And Disney was like, Zack Snyder, like, what are you trying to do here? Like, we're just going to do the Skywalker saga over again. It's much better. And uh, but like essentially so he was shut down. So then essentially, I think just because after Justice League and the Zack Snyder Justice League hype, started realizing there's a lot of fans out there, a lot of people who like him. So I think they decide, all right, let's give him a shot. And that's why, I mean, for me, I like a good sci-fi flick that's got a little bit of money into it, um, something different. And, and, for me, and I feel like we're in a world where everything's the same. It's, you know, the third version of this movie and the second movie. And, you know, not, it's very safe. I like something that's an original IP. Um, does it look like it's going to be the greatest thing I've ever seen? No. But, you know, what? hopefully it just it, it blows my expectations away. So. I'm looking at his previous films, and I completely forgot he did 300, which was probably the greatest oh, teenage he did boy 300? movie. Yes, that was his movie that got him on top. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Thinking about it, that makes sense that that was him. Like, it fits. Yeah, yeah it yeah, fits. It does. Oh, it does that's fit. a great movie. That was a So very now you're excited movie. a little more. Very. Oh, well, I love sci fi epics. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Once I yeah. steal someone's Netflix or maybe you know Kevin hosts me for yeah I can, I can invite you over we'll, we'll I'll have you I'll have you hang out we can watch it on my screen in here my TV you, my little do you think you could fly yes, me out Kevin? what do you think you could fly me out or screen share <laughs> no yeah let's talk. maybe that could be an event for FAP we watch that movie we could live stream it maybe that'll be something we do together I like that yeah, I, yeah. Moose comes out at least once a year so he's got to get out yeah got to get out here soon Moo. Um, yep. I mean, do you guys have anything else you want to add to this? I feel like it's 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 interesting. It's something I've been waiting to see. Um, but again, it's a Netflix movie, so who knows? It's got potential, and that's yep. fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It does I think have you, potential. You're right on. Netflix movies are kind of hit or miss. So hopefully, yeah. with the big budget on this one, and you know, a proven director. Also, should be a two solid. parter. Kind of interesting for Netflix. I thought so too. He's putting five hours of content into this. That's that's pretty cool to see for an original IP uh, sci-fi flick. He loves his long movies. He does, doesn't he? God damn yeah, it. And it has Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Yeah. You think Anthony Hopkins is uh, signing on to movies just just for the money? 
he did do Transformers uh, Knights of the Realm or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, you're that right. One. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe he is signing up for money. the money. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, yeah, the one with Mark Wahlberg. I think he did. Um, but on, hey, let's move on to the next topic, and that is about our stocks. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it is a topic in the article of Barbie is about to become America's highest grossing film of 2023. I think they're predicting this weekend that Barbie now will be passing the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, has made over $572.3 million at the American box office as of Wednesday, edging closer to Mario's domestic haul of 574.2. Uh, it is likely that Barbie, based on the iconic Donald, will officially snatch the title from the video game adaption Super Mario Bros. on Thursday. So when we're talking right now, it's Wednesday, so it'll be tomorrow. Um, I'm pretty pumped to see this. I think this proves that original IPs and good ideas and good writers and good – the reason why there's a strike in the first place, this movie represents that. And that's why it's the number one movie of the year. I think it's interesting. Original IP in quotations because this is Super Mario Bros. against Barbie. You're right. No, you're right. <laughs> like, Two movies, though. You're right. No, carry on. This yes, is, original. This is, uh, yes, original. But like – When it comes to movies, Based on the most – historic children's toys or entertainment products of all time. Yeah. Very good point. Proven Very brands. Good. Proven yes. brands, yeah. Yes, remember last week when we were talking about the Uno movie is going to be the, the second greatest? <laughs> <Can't wait. laughs> That's going to be the second because it's got to be great IP. But if they put – imagine if Quentin Tarantino's final film is Uno – with like, <laughs> with like the climax of the movie is when they play a reverse card. Yeah. <laughs> it's accidentally a, a, a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Down. Accidentally gets shuffled in the deck. Yeah. Yeah. Exodia, the yeah. forbidden one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Do I have to give you my cards now, or is the game? Is the work with you? Yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah, reverse. So, um. You're right. I mean, and of course, it comes with the idea of like it's Barbie. It's well known. Super Mario Bros. is well known. Um, but I like the idea that it wasn't just this movie could have completely flopped at the box office. There's no reason why this movie was as good as it was. Um, you know, I mean, why? If you look at all the what I think of Barbie, I think of the doll, of course. But when you look at the movies, it was just like those cartoons that our sisters watched, whereas like her riding a horse, or you know, I don't want to hate on it because it is a great. <laughs> this movie is great. Um, got great writing we gave you guys our review last week but it's definitely a movie that i think has has, i mean it 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 has earned the honors it's wb's number one movie of all time this is so crazy to me to think about like how big it's gotten do you think it'll win awards that's the thing i think it will because one the director is kind of it was a huge indie darling she's been nominated for about two or three films um you know, it's between her or Blue Beetle, I'd say, when it comes to this picture. But no, it's crazy that Blue Beetle was released this weekend and, and it didn't it, it, it didn't overtake it either. I, wow. I think they it did, right? It dethroned Barbie. Did it finally? Yeah. But it was like oh, barely... 25 to 4.4 million to 21.5. Yeah, like barely dethrones it on the opening week. Like Yeah. I mean it, I will say this. It's it's cool to see. I, I was nervous that we're going to have $1 billion film this year. It's cool to see we have two. I think we talked about this, but we think Dune might be the third billion dollar movie. Um, but with the writer's strike, it might get pushed to 2024. So these two movies might be the only movies that made a billion dollars um, at the box office for the year, which again, you know, 
sits down most people just probably doesn't who cares that really just represents is that people went back to the movie theater i feel like people when they go to the movie theater because of the convenience of just watching things at home this is all part of my other spiel i'm going to go through later today but you know there's a convenience factor and people got up there off their butts to get out to the movie theater not only did they go to the movie theater once they went twice and they went with friends and then word of mouth things like that so it's just i think it's very cool to see for the movie and i think it's very telling on what people want when it comes to, for, to movies and theaters just looked it up and oppenheimer is at 720 million isn't that crazy Whoa. yeah so that's impressive. so no one hasn't done a ton of billion dollar movies so oppenheimer considering everything i mean this is a pretty successful successful movie being a three-hour drama of talking also i feel like i don't hear about either oppenheimer or barbie in the zeitgeist anymore i think it was so hot at that time that yeah like, i think it's still out there but like we that's one of the things we i think we you know battered into the ground like <laughs> until it got annoying i think until Barbenheimer. switching yeah exactly like, i think it was one of those things where it's we've used it's had its fun um so yeah kind of cool to see i think this would be probably the number one movie of the year i don't think it's going to go past this and uh um you know i don't know if we can have any of these on our because they're not uh you know promoting us so um <laughs> all right stop sharing all right now moving on to what is next on the podcast we've got thor 5 in development uh so we bring it up here looks like taika watiti and I'll bring it up uh, here. What was the latest Thor? What was four? Love, Love and Thunder. Thunder. So, Vu, what did you think of Thor, uh, Thor Love and Thunder? I thought it was pretty bad. <laughs> did you? I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was like, I don't know. It, it's kind of a stupid film. Like, a lot of jokes, yeah. not a lot of substance. I, I yeah. thought it was too short. They made Gore yeah. the Butcher like not seem that terrifying, honestly. I know. God, this movie, like the have, first... Oh, sorry. Or I was going to say, like, when you have Christian Bale as Gore the Butcher, like the God Butcher, like, you, you expect to see, you know, a lot of God killings and stuff like that. But I just feel like they didn't play that much in the movie. No. It was too more much, too much jokes. Too much jokes with Thor. Too much... Um, Brad, did you see that movie or no? I've only seen one through three, and I thought three was really good. Oh, Ragnarok! Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ragnarok, amazing. Yeah, it was one amazing. of the best Taika Marvel movies. Yeah, for sure. I would say one of the, yeah. It, it's for me, it's one of the top ten uh, comic book movies I've ever seen. I mean, mm-hmm. that movie was the perfect balance of joking with seriousness. Um, the villain was definitely dangerous in that one. We had, we saw you know, we had the death of, of his father. I mean, it, it was definitely a very good the side movie. Side characters I, were great. Side in characters the, were in the great. Coliseum. Oh, just seeing the color on the screen and mm-hmm. seeing Hulk back there. We we talk yep. about that movie with such grandiose and such like, gosh, this was just a great experience. And it led into the greatest movies, which were the Infinity War and Endgame. Like we think about it like that. With this movie was re- if if Thor four was released before Infinity War, would the, would that be different? Like, would we be thinking about it in a better light? What do you guys think about that? Or is it or is it a product of coming out post end game and being a part of just consistently, you know, MCU movies that just don't seem to hit the mark. That's a good point, Kevin. Were we just too spoiled with like a sequence of fantastic movies that, you know, it's got to taper off at some point, right? 
Right. But also, we've seen with Thor that not every movie is good because I thought the second one was pretty meh. Oh, the second one was very meh. It's when yeah. Taika Waititi came in and he changed the game for Thor. Yeah. Did you guys That's like the first one? Sec- uh, third one. And but the did, you, did you like the first one? I did. I so, like you know, it was like, one. oh, good, and then bad, and then, oh, good, yep. and then we're back to bad. Yep. Yeah. So that <laughs> means the fifth is going to be good. Let's we're, we're trending up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they seem to learn from their lessons, and I think that's when we talked about in the beginning of this episode. I think there's backstage, like clearly, I don't think this is this is not an announcement. This is a kind of a word of mouth, you know, whispers behind the scenes kind of situation. Um, and you, they even say in the article, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth. So the collaboration between Chris Hemsworth and director Taika Waititi seemed to be a friendly and fruitful one, but in retrospect, even Hemsworth thinks Love and Thunder became too silly, as he told GQ. If we're doing another Thor, it'd have to be drastically different version and tone. Everything just for my own sanity. That's a I good completely sign. agree. So I love yeah. that. At least he's, yeah, exactly. At least he's pointing out, you know, he's essentially saying what people said. But why wasn't he saying that before? I, I don't know. Like, if this movie had been successful, was he saying that same thing? You know, who yeah. really knows? Um, you know, I, I really, I think this is just more, again, this is not a confirmed thing. I think this is needed. I think the Marvel Universe needs a leader in, in, in a face of the Marvel Universe right now. Because right now it's a lot of B-list. If I compare it to people who are like, let's say if we compare it to basketball, I don't think I can name any guys who I'd put on the starting five right now for Marvel. Um, that are currently involved. Maybe Doctor Strange. I don't think that the, you know. I don't think that Captain America, the Falcon guy. I don't think he's he's a bench guy. Good, he's a bench guy. I would have put Wanda, maybe the six man, if you ask me. But they just took her out. Spider Man. Um, yeah, but okay, I'd put Spider Man for sure mm-hmm. as a five. But is he a face of the MCU? Because remember, he was brought Ooh. in from Sony. So Sony was looking to essentially create this new Spider-Man. Then they got Tom Holland and Marvel's like, we'll give you a buttload of money if we can have Tom Holland, your guy, be a part of our movies. So mm-hmm. he was, I would say the starting five when it came to Marvel was Iron Man, Thor, Captain, uh, America. Captain America, Hulk, Hulk and Black Widow, yeah. or Hawkeye, Black Widow. Yeah. You know the original, the original Avengers. What we, yeah. we when we think of the Avengers, those were the people. And so what I feel like with Thor, with us losing two of the starting five right now. Oh gosh, three of the starting five. It's yeah. what's left is just Thor, and we and it's Hulk. And Hulk right now has become a secondary figure in his in compared to She Hulk. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the yeah. saddest thing to me is that Hulk has not gotten it, what it deserves. Yeah. yeah. Very no cool character. Movie, yeah. Right. Oh, one of the best storylines possible. He has one of, the, I think it's uh, World War Hulk, is when yeah. he just goes essentially ballistic. I have never read it. Have you read that one, Brad? No, but I've done extensive research. Yeah, you know, because I just don't have enough time, so I'll just do an extensive like wiki. Same. Yeah, learn the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and so he's got stories that like, I mean, when it comes to him, and I think he was presented in a way that was again a little too jokey, kind of like Thor. I think with these new, what we're seeing with the movies, why nobody went to these movies, we're going to start seeing some changes, hopefully. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think they also had a very good villain in that fourth one. You had Christian Bale, the Batman, the Dark Knight from, the, from Warner Brothers come in to be a villain, and he was a secondary thought. And I thought yeah. everything he was in was great. I thought he yep. captivated when he was in there. But again, was he, the, was he presented like the God Butcher? No, he lost to a silly old drunk uh formerly fat thor who was not at his prime you know what i mean mm-hmm. so 
yeah, it was disappointing Gore. all around. But Thor it has was. a kid now, right? It's like Gore, the Gore's daughter. kid. He's yeah, the daughter, daughter now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's it's. I'm excited. I, you know, it seems like he now knows they're that you know they screwed up on that last movie and he makes some changes. And God, look at that! You guys see that? They just see, or maybe you didn't see that. Yeah, look at him. Like <laughs> he looks so sick as the God Butcher. Yeah. Ah. I feel like we're gonna get our our early episodes taken off YouTube in like a year or two once we're like <laughs> once we're like a little bigger. <laughs> Look at all this copyright they're using. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that, again, just more more Thor coming. Hopefully, it's gonna be Taika Waititi. They think um, if they can make a change, make it more towards uh, Thor or Thor Ragnarok. Hey, I'm on board. What do you guys think about Taika coming back to direct another one? I know fans were not happy after the fourth one. They were kind of calling for him to be done. So, I like Taika Waititi a lot. I think he just went a little too... You can tell once he made one of the greatest uh, comic book movies. I think he just kind of like started thinking his shit didn't stink kind of situation. Mm-hmm. That was everything he did was just gold. I mean, he made... Uh, have you guys seen... So, I'm going to name off some of these movies. Have you guys seen Jojo Rabbit? Mm-mm. No. Oh! Oh, so good, guys. It is the perfect mix of like it's it's a World War II, and essentially it's this kid who wants to be a Nazi and, and Hitler is his uh like his like uh imaginary friend. And it's oh, it's, a comedy, it's a dramedy, it's dark, but it's really funny and it's sad and it you know it's he does a that's one thing which he's very good at is, is having lighthearted humor with extreme darkness, I would say. I mean, God, it was Hitler. And I don't want to spoil anything. It just it was it was really really good movie of the year and one of my favorites of that year. Um, I definitely recommend that to you guys. But that was like like it got nominated for an Oscar. Um, what, have you guys ever seen What We Do in the Shadows? Nope. Okay. Um, well, uh, yeah. I, the, the, the I saw right. Reservation Dogs. That's his TV show. <laughs> Is it okay? There we go. Did you like that? Yeah, I think that was very well done. It's about Native American youths on a reservation and just like trying to get out and. You know, a good youth show. Very good. All right. So exactly. So you he's got stuff out there. I think he's a good director. So I think one, you know, one bad one bad egg ain't ain't gonna ruin the bunch. So, you know, I think he's gonna learn his lesson and hopefully one thing that that was I I heard about this with Marvel is that Marvel essentially, because they're creating so much content, they weren't having directors speaking with other directors and they weren't having writers speak with other writers to create this cohesion. It just became a lot of different movies. They're essentially being written, so they had quantity for the new Disney Plus and for you know the kind of post post end game world essentially and leading up to Secret Wars. They thought, okay, Secret Wars. The point of Secret Wars is that you're gonna have all these superheroes, more superheroes than ever, more than End Game, more than Infinity War, come together, and and we'll introduce them all at this during this time. And at the end of the day, we, we as a, the audience didn't like that, so I think they're gonna start adding a little more of what it was prior to that. But we'll see. Maybe who knows? Maybe it was just too far behind too far gone at this point all right i think we are good to move on to the next topic here i'm trying to move quick guys just because we only have we got uh, it we, we got only it. Hey, we only have 21 minutes um all right guys lay critique it is brad and i's time to run through our review of the teenage mutant ninja turtles not live action it was a cartoon um movie but man it was more than that. I think Brad and I had a great time uh, watching this together. Brad, I want to hear your review first if you want to dive into that. Um, if you're 
if you're ready yeah, to run through this it. was the first 3d movie that i have seen in can't even remember the we last saw one. that in 3d yeah yeah um, how was it i didn't i didn't know it first because i showed up to the theater sat in and then kevin came in like right when the movie started and it's like all right everyone put your glasses on i'm like wait ah, shit yeah. so i had to go out and get glasses but really good i i just i can't say this enough we saw it with amazing spider-man and i'm just loving the revolution the you know the newfound popularity of these unique animation styles and movies mm -hmm. because i think that yeah there's like an infinite way to make an animated movie not just doing disney and pixar and dreamworks kind of stuff but yeah just like this unique way to do it i thought the voice act they had a great cast for voice great, acting yeah great cast and i just really like the story like it was succinct it was an hour and a half it yes. wasn't this this goddamn two and a half hour movie where you're like, wow, yep. that could have been an hour less. Like yep. this was short to the point, had a good, you know, start to finish story. And yep. yeah, I mean, it was probably more of a kid ish movie, but still it was, a I good would say time. even more than Spider-Man. I would say the story, yeah. cause the story was, it's a good first movie. Sorry. Keep going. I don't want to. No, no, no. That there. was about basically it. Like, I just thought it was a, like, Definitely laughed a lot of times. Like I thought it was, it was funny really funny. I'm pretty sure Seth Rogen like directed this or had a huge he produced part to, it. Yeah, huge part yeah. to play in it. And you can tell like there is actually like mature thought out comedy and story and dialogue that I just mm -hmm. start to finish. Really enjoyable. Yeah, man, I completely nice. agree. We had a good time. It was an hour and a half that flew by. Um, you know, there was actually some some you know heartstring polar moments in there as well. I mean, it's it's so great how they, they take this cartoon idea, which, again, is going to bring your kids to the movie, but they add such a great story, and that's what keeps the parents there with them. You know what I mean? It's not it's just a, a slodge of a time for parents who are there with their kids, to, for guys in their 20s watching it together. I mean, I just I had a really good time watching it. It was a pleasant surprise. I think Alex and I – sorry, Brad and I talked to each other right before. We're like, I don't have the highest expectation of this. I've seen good reviews, but – you know, Disney movies have good reviews and I don't necessarily like them. So I'm, ex I'm excited to see what they put in front of me and, and it just ex see, exceeded expectations. You showed me this trailer last in the beginning of the year when they released it. Not excited for it. I want a second one. And the post credit scene for this, I won't spoil anything, sets up for a second one to be very, very good. So, um, yeah, man, I, I'm not, I'm not even, I, I watched the, the TV show back in the day. Um, that was good, but like, I don't know, man. This is my favorite. I think I, I just it brought me back to being a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And and look at this cast, man. I mean, they had Jackie Chan as Splinter. Seth Rogen was one of the whoa, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah Splinter. Yeah, Jackie Chan in that movie. Oh, oh, Master I was, Splinter. I was thinking Shredder. Sorry. Yeah, Master Splinter. Yeah, yeah Master yeah, Splinter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so funny as Master Splinter. Seth Rogen was one of the um, one of the, like the the bullies and the one of the bad guys. John Cena was rock steady. Uh, Ice Cube was the main bad guy, Superfly. Post Malone was also in it. Uh, my favorite character what? of the entire movie, uh, Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. Just hilarious <laughs> is that. Um, they Giancarlo Esposito in the beginning as being the guy who creates them. And then they also had Hannibal Burris and Maya, Maya Rudolph. I mean, it's just a stacked cast of comedy Jeez. legends, I would say. So, yeah, no, it, it exceeded expectations. I'm ready for, for another movie. Um, Again, it's just one of those things where I recommend to anybody to go see it. It's just because – I just one of those movies, no matter if you don't like cartoons, no matter if you do like cartoons, it doesn't matter. 
it's a good story, and I think you're going to enjoy it no matter what. It's the best AMC A-list movie out there. Right? Yes, the best AMC A-list movie for twenty four ninety nine <laughs> out there. Three movies a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. please sponsor us please sponsor yeah, us yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah cool it was a good good experience for sure anything else you want to add brad no i say go see it why not it's it's a fun movie especially if you got kids or someone young they would enjoy it and you'll enjoy it which yep. is rare i'd say it's a definition of call me crazy but movies are fun they're fun yeah <laughs> films are fun nice so. <laughs> all right guys 2023 the Year of box office flops, and I never sent you guys this, but this is kind of an article that I saw from IMDb, uh, eight reasons why so many movies are flopping this summer. And I thought this was kind of an interesting idea I've been, I've been thinking about for a while now. Um, I'll send it to you guys through this here, right below the box office flops article. You'll see, or the section you'll see. Uh, uh, I guess I don't know how to copy and paste. There we go. Okay. So click on that, you'll notice a bit. So we, I feel like this is an interesting year for summer. It's our first time as a podcast coming together. And at the end of this video, we're also going to go through our top five movies of the summer. But I think this summer will be remembered for multiple things. I remember the first time me and my group of buddies decided to start a podcast together on the film industry post-2020. And, you know, an industry that had no guarantees to be ever be back. I think that's something that's very cool. Um, it's also just going to be a summer of so many movies that came out. I think it was the first true summer blockbuster season since 2019. And it wasn't exactly, not saying it lived up to the hype, but there was a lot of different surprises of, oh, this one rose up to the top. This one didn't do as well. This movie cost this much, and yet it only did this. We all can name a couple of those, I'm sure, and think of a couple when we, we've talked about. Um, but this summer has just been a great summer of movies, I would say. It's the first time back. But at the same time, when you think of 2023, I think you're also going to think of the flops of, that happened this summer. The years of the years of 20, you know, of, of us going to the movie theater to see movies like Indiana Jones, a DC flick, a superhero, another superhero movie that would seem to be the cheat code as to what it was to be successful in the movie industry. This year decided to say, hey, that's not going to work. We're going to flip everything, everything upside down and we're going to make it bring it back to the people to decide what are good movies. Um, I mean, sorry, was that a good start in or did I mumble on too long there, guys, for it, before we jumped into this? Fantastic. Perfect. Yep. All right, guys. So we are pulling up this article. It is the top eight reasons why so many movies are flopping this summer. Now, Brad, when I tell you which movie, what was your least favorite movie you saw this summer? And Vu, if you could name one yourself, I don't know if you... If you guys easiest, know your least favorite. Easiest of my life. Indiana Jones. Yep, yep. Yep, years of us when we used to Indiana Jones back in the seventies, eighties, nineties used to be an event. Everyone, it was the it was the talk of the summer. Came out this summer, I I saw it. Brad almost fell asleep. I didn't want to ever see it again, <laughs> and it just became something where I think I think we were just bored, wouldn't you say? Start to finish, just bad, mm-hmm. bad, and boring until the end, which was fun. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, the ending was fun, but like, still not like the greatest thing I've ever seen. I Doesn't mean, need it, to be two and a half hours long. Yeah, two and a, two and a half hours long. Again, it was another one of those three hundred million dollar movies that we were all hyped up, and it was like, this doesn't really look like three hundred million dollars. Yeah, they added the chase scene. Yeah, they added this and this, but I was very hyped. I mean, I think society was hyped. This was put at the Cannes. 
Film Festival. This is the Cannes Film Festival is a is a festival for movies who are going to be insane decision. Yeah, insane, and it got like a forty percent run Rotten Tomatoes because of that. So going into this, it was like, oh, apparently this movie isn't as good as we thought. Um, but so I'm pulling up this article. No, reason number eight of this when we talk about this summer, why movies are flopping more than ever. It's is this is that. Films overpromise and underdeliver. A problem that problem that faces many projects in 2023 movie summer season, including many modern superhero movies, is that they overpromise their marketing and underdeliver in their execution. While it's always been marketing's job to hype up a movie prior to its release, uh, sometimes trailers and promos promise too much and thereby leave audiences disappointed upon seeing the actual film. So they brought up, they bring up the Flash. You know, the, the Flash greatly it was affected by that. Now, the Flash was also a, a greatly affected by a number of other things. Um, you know, namely their your main actor being uh, almost going to prison. Um, but uh, they did things like this. They were had they, people like Stephen King, Tom Cruise, um, people who were like they watch the Flash. Like that. That's not a. They're not necessarily. T- t- you know, that's not somebody who's usually a superhero guy. Saying it's like a great superhero movie, and this is one of the greatest movies of the year, things like that. Um, you know, we also got the behind the scenes controversy, which, you know, when you look at the Flash, that's kind of the big thing that really stopped them with the main character, of course. Um, again, this was can't also have, the, can't have your actor grooming children, all right? Yeah, can't call me crazy. Yeah. Grooming children. <laughs> call me crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, call me crazy. <laughs> I would also say this. This was the first summer that we'll remember 2023 as being the first time Disney Pixar has truly flopped at the box office. Uh, maybe as a movie in general. Brad, you and I watched it together. I mean, again, it was another $200 million Pixar film. But at the end, the execution was nowhere near some of the greatest Pixar movies we, we, came, we came used to. It just wasn't special. I mean, it was fine. Wasn't special. Didn't. It just didn't have the, the heart yeah that some of these older ones had it's not an up it's not a toy story it's not finding nemo it's not finding nemo god damn it i think about that and i just want to cry <sighs> but it's Beautiful crazy story. It, it makes it blows my mind why disney put this movie kind of a movie out again it's a day it's a, i think that's idea was well, let's create a you know a, a kid's dating movie you know like a, a chick not, not a chick flick but something you know something a little more like that and i don't know it just wasn't it wasn't that special to me um, going back down to this list, number five, COVID-19 holdouts. So one of the biggest problems facing these movies, they say, is the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, a lot of these movies were made in like 2018, were moved to 2023. So a lot of, I think a lot of times we heard things like this and we're like, okay, this movie's been waiting for years. I've been hearing about it. When's it finally going to get out there? And because it just didn't have the true, um, true results and success that we were expecting, nobody wanted to go out there and see it. Like No Hard Feelings was made in 2020. And, and it, I thought it was a fine movie, but I mean, there's nothing I'm going to be, t- I'm not going to really be talking about that. But I won't be renting it probably. I mean, Vu, you liked it, right? Yeah. I didn't know that was made in 2020. <laughs> Is that crazy? Yeah. So um, again, then they bring up things like this. They're bringing up like the bad reviews of Indiana Jones, the Dial of Destiny, which we just talked about. Um, it's crazy to think that, that Indiana Jones made less money than The Sound of Freedom, um, <laughs> which, which it just blows my mind if you ask me insane yeah i, I heard I, I didn't even know what the sound of freedom was but i just read an article about like how it's one of the best movies and like there's they don't know how they're gonna make a second one because who has the rights to it right now have you guys seen that movie yet no brad's 
Brad's friend came on that one episode, hot from it, and uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> make all right. I, I've heard of it. I heard it's like he said it was fine. I mean, I don't think it's one of the best movies. I think a bunch of old people who watch Fox News might think it's one of the best movies, but gotcha. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess we know what Vu's reading. <laughs> <laughs> he's been outed no i'm just kidding there's no you like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i think another thing i think the biggest thing when it came to this as well is just fatigue i think we're tired of seeing movies like the fourth indiana jones fast x that's the 10th movie we think with it being an x i'm not 100 sure yep, yep yep um you know even i would say pixar pixar releases a movie every year but at the same time we don't want a movie every year we want good movies from you skip a year skip a couple of years you know things like that um i think we're all tired of mcu movies uh you know not not just because they're the fourth fifth version of these movies but we're, i think we're tired of bad superhero movies the term superhero fatigue to me is not a real thing it's we're tired of bad movies or not movies that are living up to the hype. I completely um, agree with that. And then shorter release streaming release windows as well. Now the movies are now only in theaters for 45 days, which that means was your biggest point, right? Yeah. Like the idea that like people like Vu can wait, watch a movie at home within 45 days and mm-hmm. not can be completely out. You know, it's things like that where it's like, we now know because of the streaming services has changed everything because they got to make money on their services but it's taking that away from the movie theaters as well. So um, it sucks, but I mean, what are you going to do, I guess? And then, and then at the last part is these overinflated budgets, like crazy to think that the little mermaid needed 500 million just to break even. Um, that's insane to me. Uh, you know, I think uh, the flash needed about 350 million. Um, you know, all these movies were had these 250 plus budgets and yet, didn't seem to deliver. I, I did not. I mean, and then you That's look at poor movies, leadership, poor leadership. Exactly. Yeah. And you look at Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse, which I'm going to tell you guys in a second is one of my top movies. It seemed to over deliver and it didn't have the biggest budget in the world. And now I want them to put all the money into it because I want this and that last movie to be exact, like better than ever. Absolutely. So, I don't know. We had to kind of run through this quick. I wanted to give a better, better run through of this just because we only have five minutes left. This has been a fast episode. <laughs> um but yeah it's uh any thoughts on this guys before when, when you guys remember this summer what are you guys gonna remember before we dive into our top five i think two things just like good animated movies um hopefully gaining the respect it deserves but yeah also just like i think the biggest thing for me is franchise fatigue like i'm just getting so bored like i just don't yeah. get excited by either the same actors or just the same properties like Original IP, I think we've seen that this summer. Original IP is what people want to see. They don't want to see 10 of the same movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless uh, you're Brad and you haven't seen any of the movies leading up to it, even if it is the 10th one. True. <laughs> yeah, you know the, what I mean? You know what ninth, I'm talking about. The ninth Mission Impossible was sick. <laughs> yeah. So if you make a good movie, a good that's a good movie. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think fatigue hurt that one too much. Maybe it did because it's still it's making fine. Fatigue fine doesn't money. stop Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, from jumping out of a spaceship. All right, Brad, jump into your top five movies. Then Vu, I want to hear you guys' top five movies as well. All right, here we go. We are not ranked. So I think I saw seven movies. Not ranked: Elemental and Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones can suck it. Yep. Boo, number five was boo in there. <laughs> yeah, number five, Asteroid City. I'm gonna always give some respect to Wes Anderson. Okay. It's a goofy movie, nothing special. Okay. Number four, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 
genuinely thought it was just an enjoyable hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I thought more people should enjoy a shorter movie. Number three, Mission Impossible. Probably the best like just action movie that I've seen this year. Just yeah. again, that one was like two and a half or maybe almost two forty-five in time, and that was a beautiful movie, start to finish. Yep. Number two, sadly, I will say Oppenheimer, just as a big Christopher Nolan uh, fanboy. But again, that was just a really good movie, mm-hmm. long drama movie. Really think it deserves some awards, just for many reasons. And number one, which again I think was maybe like the second movie I've seen that summer, maybe the first. Yeah, I don't remember. Spider Man, Wowzers, yeah. was that, that so good? Brad, I, I put Oppenheimer first originally, and then I remembered Spider Man. Said, you know what? I think Spider Man's my favorite because Spider Man is like constant, nonstop music, visual, story, plot, actors, everything. Like, I just thought it was top-notch quality. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. Like, it was a great, great movie. Boo, jump into your top five, buddy. I think we we have a couple yeah. of similar, uh, similar answers as well. Yeah, I guess in, in no order, I think. But Spider-Man is my number one movie of the summer. I just think it had yeah. something for everybody. The story was great. Visuals were great. I, I couldn't complain. The whole yeah. movie could not complain. Yeah. Uh, I also had Guardians of the Galaxy on there. I thought it was the perfect end to the trilogy. Marvel needed this. Disney needed this. It restored my confidence back in Disney. So yep. just a great movie all together. Every heartstring was pulled. We were, we were talking so. about it afterwards, too. Like, you and I were yeah. all about it. We wanted, we, I think we did, it was part of the reason we we're like, we got to get on this podcast and talk about <laughs> yep, it. Yep, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was our first episode. I think it was. was yes, I think movie. it was. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I liked No Hard Feelings. I thought that was a great rom-com. I'm a big rom-com guy. So nice. that one was fun for me. Mission Impossible. I haven't seen the other ones, just like Brad, but this one was great. I it, love that you it loved it, like, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just a fun movie. It was a good action movie. And I'm just going to have to throw it on there. The Flash. I enjoyed it. You did you know, like controver- it. Yeah, controversy aside that I did not know beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was great. <laughs> Wait, that, it broke his heart. Yeah. Well, well, like, so is Boo pro child grooming now? I mean, who is this guy? <laughs> you can tell he goes on Fox News right when he logs off. <laughs> I found I mean, out. I was like, Sound oh. of Freedom is the best movie. <laughs> yeah, I found out. I was like, oh, maybe this movie wasn't that good. But, yeah. you know. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it, yeah, good movie. I also did see the new Transformers movie, and I thought it was it was all right. I know? thought it was all right too. It was not bad. The, some of the ones we've seen are bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't like as good as the Shia LaBeouf era, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, yeah all right, Kevin, bad. you have one minute. I have one minute. Okay, here we mm-hmm. go. I got Across the Spider Verse, number two, Oppenheimer, number three, Mission Impossible, number four, Barbie, number five, Guardians of the Galaxy. We got forty seconds. We did it. Woo-hoo-hoo. That is our top five. <laughs> The first summer of Filmaholics. I'm excited, boys, a year from now to be able to look back in this video and see how much has changed. I think this is a great first summer with you guys. I think I'm just so glad we got to start this podcast, something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I think that we, we've gotten better each episode. We're getting 1% each better each episode. And that's all you could ever ask for. Because then if you do that each episode, we do 12 episodes a year. That means we're getting 12% better, which may not seem like a lot. But in five years, that's 60%. And then in 10 years, it's 100%. So math works um gentlemen i appreciate this episode we will see everybody later and thank you for listening to filmaholics 
And this is the re- our review of the summer movies of 2023. See you guys. We later. love you. Goodbye. Love everybody. Bye. Movies are back. Movies are fun. Movies are back. <laughs> Films are back. Films are back.